Welcome to the CTG Nation podcast, episode 21. I'm your solo host, Aaron, tonight. Um, Hope you all enjoyed the last episode uh, with Brewer, kind of some tips from the Thin Blue Line pertaining to us in first response and to some of the civilians out there. So stuff to help you on the job, stuff for, um, you know, your interaction with first responders and more specifically law enforcement. Um, couple things I wanted to go back to have her from that. I didn't really get too many negative, actually, I didn't get any negative feedback. I didn't get, um, any like, oh, can you expand on this? What did you mean by that? Uh, you know, what if, what if, what if, what if, because we always hear that so much and, uh, you don't really hear it in the boot camps or for the military because you're just, it's just a shut up and go, but uh, at the academy and any training classes I've been to since, um, in law enforcement and in security, everybody will what if the hell out of every, uh, you know, definition, scenario, well, what if you're over here and this happens and just, you can what if all day long um, and it can get counterproductive. So with the what ifs, you got to make sure you apply that, uh, you know, to app applicable situations. Um, One thing, probably the top thing I wanted to hit on was people getting their, people getting their routines down. We didn't really go too in depth with, uh, oh, when I wake up, I eat and I exercise and I do this and that and blah, blah. Well, it's going to be different for different people. Everybody has different responsibilities. Some of them have part-time jobs. Some of them have kids, um, all kind of just personal obligations that people have to deal with. Whatever your weaknesses are though, you have to attack whatever those weaknesses are in your daily routine. Um, and by daily routine, I mean outside of outside of the job, um, because once you're once you're on the clock, I mean it could be a wide open day, it could be a little slow, like you're not going to be able to plan while you're on the clock most of the time. Um, so what you do when you get home, preparing for the next day, getting yourself squared away, getting your pets squared away, getting your family squared away, whatever those weaknesses are, you got to attack them. If you got to adjust, like, say some certain part of your life is fucking slowing you down, you're drinking too much, or you're, you don't have enough money for that, that is stressing you out and that stress is affecting your performance at work, like, you got to figure out what it is and you got to attack it. If you got to fucking drink less, uh, work out more, need more sleep, uh, you know, say you're always like kind of getting late to work, like just get up 15 minutes earlier, lay your stuff out for the day, be it, you know, your food, uh, your uniform, just have stuff ready, like prepare for the day because then you don't want to have to worry about you want to minimize what you're worrying about during your work day. So I am I am OCD as hell when it comes to setting up and preparing for the next day. Uh literally the stuff that isn't like prepared and ready to go is like I can't leave my car running all night, so 
obviously that's not going to be ready to go. But like, if it's not like my car or something like food related that has to be refrigerated, like everything is fucking like staged and ready to go. If I got to work the next day, or if you got court the next day, you got all that stuff for court ready. If you got training, you have everything ready for training the next day. If you got to go travel somewhere, you got to make sure you, you know, do the preparations for that. Um, the rest of the routine stuff, um, it's just like boring, like in the day of a cop and we might, that might be episode all on its own of like, oh, and you're out there like, when do you gas up or when do you wash your car? And like all these kind of like little things that you are part of the job, but not do like doing it, enforcing laws. So that's really the, the biggest thing I wanted to hit on from... from the last episode. Um, and then I know for me, like my personal weakness is making sure I get enough sleep because no amount of caffeine for me is going to offset the lack of sleep when it comes to performing on the job. I'll still be, I'll still feel drowsy. I'll still like not feel a hundred percent. Um, you know, and then the worst feeling is when you got that tired feeling, but you're just you're just shaking like from the caffeine and your body just like just pushing itself to like stay awake and stay sharp. So you're already like on edge and shaking before you even have any type of incident at work. Um, you just want to, you just want to mitigate that so you can be on your best on the clock. Um, next thing I want to go back to, because I dealt with this so much this weekend, um, is civil matters opposed to crimes, like stuff you get locked up for. If you are renting from somebody and you are late on your payments and they say that they're kicking you out and you got to be out tomorrow. All right. Now now you got to think of like being a tenant and being a landlord. Your landlord could be in the same trailer as you, or they can be somebody that owns a ton of property in your area. There's called an eviction process. You have to go do that. It's like, Oh, well he didn't pay me. So I'm take, I'm, I'm changing the locks and everything in there is mine. Well, no, that's not how that fucking works. You have to evict somebody. That's why you like have leasing agreements. That's why there's so much paperwork in in buying and leasing property because it legally holds people accountable in civil court when it comes to uh, you know, security deposits what you're supposed to pay every month, when you're supposed to pay it every month. Um, there's so much stuff that goes through civil court that, you know, somebody in the community would be like, well, you need to take him out of here right now. Well, he has uh, these things called constitutional rights, and we can't just kick somebody out because if a civil agreement you had for them to live in your house or give them you know, X property, whatever it is, if it's a car, a lawnmower, a gun, a pig, doesn't matter. 
most of the stuff I go to is civil matters. If you have shared property and you're like not married, so say you and your girlfriend are on the title to a vehicle. Y'all get an argument and she's going to leave for the night. You can't report that vehicle stolen. That's the way it is, bro. You put both of y'all's name on property. Therefore, it is y'all's. Very similar to, you know, when you get married, everything is, is yours together. All that individual stuff goes away. Um, so just please, please be aware of the civil process and how it is conducted state to state and county to county. Everybody does it a little bit different. There's some places that have a civil division. There's work for departments that don't. Um, so it's just cops, law enforcement, answering those calls and, and explaining the civil process to people. Um, you know, understand what a claim and delivery is. If you have property on somebody else's property or a vacated property, um, understand an eviction process. Um, know, know your civil agreements. If it's on paper, if it's, you know, mouth to mouth, I prefer, uh, you know, contractual stuff, but those aren't the ones we see because they are written agreements. And those are usually by more, um, legitimate, legitimate businesses and stuff, not on an individual basis. That's why you need to you know, get everything notarized, have it written, something that both y'all are signing because I cannot enforce a person-to-person verbal agreement. I can only step in when an actual crime is committed, okay? Um, oh, man, if I could just go back to the house and, and get my stuff, it'll, it'll, it'll only take an hour. That's not criminal. That's not my job. There has been cases where it's like, hey, do you, do you need something for work, whatever? All right, let's go over there, ask this person. You know, I'll give you 10 minutes, which is 10 more than most people will give you, and we don't have to give that to you. Sorry. Oh, that's fucked up. Well, something that's fucked up doesn't necessarily mean it's a crime. So please, please, please understand civil processes. And then when a a law enforcement officer tells you that, and they shouldn't be lying to you in the first place, don't call back and ask for another deputy. Don't be a child. Grow up. You got the, that, that's the answer. It's like when you don't get something from mommy, so you go to daddy because daddy always gives, you know, baby girl or baby boy, whatever he wants. No, it's not, it's not how the law works. It's not how criminal law works. It's not how civil law works. Civil matters. And, and I mean, if you're on a good shift, people on your shift are the ones that trained you. You know, they knew you when you first got there, if you were certified or not. If you, you know, they're going to know your background. And if you're, if you're on a good shift, everybody's kind of, kind of be on the same page and not necessarily thinking and operating the same, but understanding 
other people on their shift. It's just like understanding, you know, people on a fire team, you know, when you're doing any type of op. It's like, okay, well, I know, you know, Bobby does things this way. Aaron does things that way. And Kyle does a little bit of mix of both. And then when in doubt, it's like, oh, sir, ma'am, do you want to speak to the uh, shift supervisor? Because most of the time, especially any case that I've ran into, they're going to give you the same answer. And and it's going to sound more of uh, more like it's coming from from like a stern parent. Be like, oh, well, what did my deputy tell you? Well, that is correct. I'm going to tell you the same thing. I am the shift supervisor. And that's the way it is. Grow up and be knowledgeable of criminal and civil processes. Please. All right, off soapbox. Well, off of that soapbox. Um, So that was just kind of leftovers from last episode. Again, um kind of hard going solo um you know nobody to really bounce ideas off of i mean i always have notes for episodes but they're never they're never very very in-depth um because we try to keep it conversational and that's what this podcast is and that's what it's going to stay it's not very scripted i don't know if we'll ever get into video um but you're gonna get you're gonna get it just Straight from me, straight from the hip, just how we got to go off the hip at work almost all the time. Uh, you know, because we never have the right information or all the information, or we're going to give you just raw material. This is, we're not on Fox News. We're going to do whatever the fuck we want. Uh, well, not any, not anything, <laughs> whatever the fuck we want, but I'm going to explain to you the realities of these things, okay? We're not in the courtroom. This is, if you're sitting across from me, we're having a beer, and we're talking about real life, okay? Next thing, I'm going to get into some current events. Uh, not, like I said, it's just me. It's hard to kind of just talk forever. I just kind of like hit my points and... I don't have anybody to bounce my ideas off of because Apollo is not going to talk back to me as cool as that would be. Um, So I just got kind of three headlines and then that's going to be kind of it for this episode. And, And then I'll wrap it up with you know, kind of some things to look for on the horizon with our with our fall release. So I got three headlines for you. So the first one I'm going to dig into is from the AP. Uh, You know, say what you want about some of these sources that I use and some you'll notice that I don't use. Um, But I like to get a little bit of everything because guess what? That's real life. So headline is from the AP. Rash of mass shootings stirs U.S. fears heading into summer. I'd seen some headlines similar to this um, as states and cities starting to, uh, as they started to lighten up on uh, COVID restrictions, um, 
you know, mask, no mask, you know, how many people, you know, what's your seating capacity in certain restaurants and businesses. And, um, so I'm going to read, I'm going to read these three and then kind of get into my viewpoint on them and, and kind of explain why some of this is happening, or at least from my, from my perspective. Okay. So in this article, they talk about three shootings that happened this week, specifically over the weekend. Um, as of the, uh, the reading of this, this reporter just says today, uh, we're recording on, or I'm recording on, uh, Sunday, June the 13th, um, two dead, 30 wounded, um, across three states. So they had a shooting in downtown Austin, um, another large one in Chicago, shocker, and Savannah, Georgia. Um, I know the one in Austin was like in, in kind of their bar district or one of the bar districts down there. Um, it was in most of these aren't even targeted mass shootings. It starts as just a beef between two people and then they just go to wherever those people are. And it's usually in a crowded public place and they just start shooting. Most of the time they don't even shoot who the fuck they went to go shoot. They end up shooting innocent bystanders, and and in one of these, they hit an eighteenth or eighteen month old child and a thirteen year old. I believe that was down in the in the Savannah shooting. Um, a positive thing I saw from the Austin shooting, and it's hard to look at positives. It, it, it was some of these and you know, people losing family members and and friends and stuff. But there was a great post by North American Rescue, and they make the infamous cat tourniquet. Basically the standard for tourniquets and has been for a while, and I don't really see that changing anytime soon. Um, That's just the gold gold standard. There's other stuff that works, some stuff that doesn't work, some stuff will... uh, we'll get in arguments about on this podcast down the road of the effectiveness and, you know, training and the ease of, of use for them and stuff. But anyway, rabbit hole. Um, yeah. So North American rescue, there was a, a video of, uh, Oh, well, where everybody got shot, there was a bunch of Austin, uh, PD, whipping out their tourniquets and putting them on arms and, and securing the scene and putting them on legs. And, um, I mean, you could tell everybody knew they knew what they were doing and, and, and they were, they were trained to handle those situations. There's still officers that don't have a tourniquet on them in, in, in any capacity. Um, you know, I keep one, there is one, the way I kind of plan out my squad car, because that's kind of like your little mobile, your mobile little supply unit, right? So I got all kind of little extra stuff in there. So there's, I mean, nothing in the back seat, obviously, but there's tourniquets in the back. 
There's tourniquets in my bag. There's a tourniquet in my door. There's a tourniquet on me. Um, there's a chest seal on me. There's gauze, there's gauze on me. Um, I know some people have some more formal uniforms out there where stuff like that is kind of hard. Um, but you know what? Find a way. If you can put a backup gun on your ankle, you can put a tourniquet on your ankle. I mean, priorities, man. You're, you're more than likely to use the tourniquet before you're going to use the gun, on, honestly. Um, you know, just because you use the tourniquet doesn't mean it's going to be a, a mass shooting incident. <clears throat> All right. So that was in Austin. Um, let's see. The one in Chicago is a crowded sidewalk, south side. I mean, it's it's kind of like deja vu. It's kind of fucked up to think of it like that. Um, but more of the same out of Chicago. Um, same type situation in Savannah. Um, one killed, seven wounded. And this is where... Uh, Two of the wounded were children, an 18-month-old and a 13-year-old. So that could easily traumatize anybody, let alone, uh, you know, a young child. Um, most of these are, you know, they're getting quotes from from chiefs and politicians and... The scary thing is everybody wants something to blame it on, right? Some are directly blaming it on guns. Um, some people are blaming it on the corona. Um now the rise in gun purchases in some places are keeping more people safe but people aren't uh i think you'll see like more accidents like self-inflicted accidents um because people are buying firearms without educating themselves in any capacity, you know, be it classroom, be it YouTube. I mean, I've learned plenty of stuff on YouTube. You just got to know, double check your sources and stuff. But um, honestly, with the rise of violent crime, and it, I, mean, the st- I mean, the stats are everywhere. We're going to cover one here in Atlanta where homicides are up 60% just this year in Atlanta. You know, one state over from us. Um. And I think it's I, I think it's more of people have been in a cage. I mean, a lot of people have. I mean, I, I I mean I haven't because I've been in first response the whole time. Uh, my my life has not changed that much. You know, you know during COVID and kind of. I mean, are we technically in post COVID? I don't know. Um. 
But I mean, a lot of people have been stuck in their homes. Some people have been scared. I mean, I still see people in their cars by themselves with masks on. I personally can't imagine being and living that scared. But for whatever reason, they are. So this rise in violence, in my opinion, is more of everybody has been stuck in a cage. Dumb it down. Very simply, I mean, I'm a, I'm a dog person. I, I've kennel trained dogs. I've just house trained dogs. And just picture how crazy... I guess other animals would react like this too. Like after, I mean, I get home. There's been times when I've had to kennel Apollo. And there's been times when he just kind of stays in the house. Whenever I get home, he's been stuck in a kennel or a house or an apartment since I've had him all day. And you let him out and he just goes buttfuck. He just goes crazy. Um... I mean, he's sleeping right next to me now. You know, I mean, dad's home and he's got out and ran around and ate and pissed and shit and everything. But I mean, just imagine, just kind of just, we're still animals. We're just the smartest ones. Um, that's how I view it. You lock down all these people. You scare the shit out of them for a disease that kills less than 1% of people that contract it. Um, I mean, beginning of this, I mean, I mean, those people are thinking it was the zombie apocalypse. And it turns out it kills less people than the regular flu that I've only gotten like half my life, maybe a little bit over that. You know, DOD pumps a lot of stuff into you. <laughs> but there was a stretch where I didn't. And every time I did, I'd get sick right after I took it. So I think it's more and more of that. People, they've been, they've been in their cage. Now they're out of their cage and they're just going crazy. Uh, a lot of people haven't. I mean, there's some people where the bills have been, hold, been you know, held over their head. But there's also been people that have been getting more money because of COVID through unemployment and, you know, Different stuff that the states and cities and and all that do. Um, that's why it's hard to find people who work because they're getting paid more on welfare than they are at jobs. That's a whole other topic. Um, you know what minimum wage should and shouldn't be. I I don't know. I don't know the numbers on that kind of stuff. I'm not going to pretend to. But that's what I think this violence is from: is people getting stuck in the cage. The cage is open. Now they're running around going crazy. All right, done with number one. Number two, um, this is through the, the AJC, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Crime in Atlanta. Homicides are up nearly 60% in 2001. Aaron reads the internet. All right. It's kind of another thing. 
that we didn't talk about in uh, some of the the tips on some of our routines and schedules. We didn't really get into how it can affect people like long term and stuff. But in first response, um, and certain careers and experiences in the military, they will desensitize you. Where you read all these articles and it's it's not to take away from some of these individuals' pain and loss, but you get desensitized to a lot of this. So, I mean, I'm reading this, um, going through this Atlanta article, and it's just, you know, I mean, rising crime, like people were unemployed, they had to stay in home, they had to stay in their homes for extended periods of time. Um, you know, a lot of these places had... Um, historical highs in 2020. Now they're on pace for another historical high for 2021. And this is from East Coast to West Coast. Um, And then to also factor in with that, there's I mean, there's less cops on the street or there's less pro there's definitely less proactive cops on the street because you don't want to get, you don't want to get hemmed up. You know, when you're proactive, there's, there's more, more interaction, more probability of you getting hurt or messing up or being overstressed. Um, You know, those places that were not running traffic at all, they weren't stopping cars, they weren't running radar. um, They weren't doing anything. Anything I want to share with y'all here? It's all just specifics on what's going on in Atlanta. So, a lot of doom and gloom and no, no solutions. Besides the intent of attempting to put more law enforcement on the street, but... You know, as a whole, not a lot of people want to beat the police right now for everything that we've talked about even before I started this podcast. All right. Next one, which was pretty interesting. It's by the Daily Mail. They're out of the uh, United Kingdom. Chaos in Manhattan, so up in New York. As a violent mob runs riot, and their wording's weird, so it's not me sounding dumb. It's just they type stuff. They they talk weird. Or we talk weird. Who knows? As a violent mob runs riot again in Washington Square Park, party promoter behind out-of-control raves tells fed-up residents to leave if they don't like it. So this is a party promoter telling people that actually live in a neighborhood to leave the neighborhood if they don't like the partying. (sighs) Great. The landmark park has been plagued by noisy parties with complaints becoming so bad the NYPD imposed a 10 p.m. curfew two weeks ago that was lifted Saturday. So this week, so that was June 12th. Uh, On Saturday, a walker was beaten and mugged. Um... Of his phone, two people were knifed in a brawl 
and a 77-year-old cook had his head gashed open. The park has been described by the New York Post as ground zero for the city's descent into crime and chaos. Regular rave organizer David Shaman Ortiz, 28, who lives in Queens, has since dismissed his critics as Karens and Kevins who want to steal joy. In a recent Instagram story, Ortiz also referred to NYPD as the biggest gang in New York. Um, And I'm sure his criminal record is spotless. Um, So now partying is taking over parts of New York City. That's good. Going through some of these pictures is just giant, just street parties. There's this giant dude with a with a four loco. Who even drinks four loco anymore, man? It's 2021. What are we doing? Um, yeah, it's just big street parties. It kind of looks like uh, you know, when somebody in the South wins a national championship and they're just partying the streets. You know, half of them probably don't have jobs or don't want jobs. It's not that they can't. It's not that there's not jobs. It's just they won't work. (laughs) It's a giant article, by the way. If you all ever read or read anything in the Daily Mail, it's always very extensive. But they have lots of pretty pictures for dumb Marines to, to look at. Dude, look at this party. There's a little kid in here. Great. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, so not a big fan of curfews. I'll hit on that. That's one thing I didn't like in here. I don't like curfews. Um, You know, if somebody's actually breaking the law, then you arrest them and you remove them from said environment. Um, I mean, can you do that with a giant party of, I don't know, a thousand, two thousand people? I don't know. And then in the bottom here, it's just talking about numbers and everything going up. Robberies, muggings, rapes, assaults, violent crime. It's up everywhere. So, you know, we hit on Austin, Atlanta. Savannah, New York. So what does that do for us? What does that do? What does that do for law enforcement or what should we do? Well, a lot of people are getting out. A lot of people are getting out. This is just me talking now, no sources, whatever. This is just what Aaron has been seeing. People are getting out, man. If they're at retirement, if they're at their, you know, whatever their years are, 20, 25, 30, whatever it's required or wherever they're at, people are bowing out. They're bowing out all over the place. Um, there's some places where if you're close, they'll do kind of a kind of a buyout, you know, whatever the parameters behind that are. If it's kind of a, a reduced pension, if they'll let you buy it out. I've heard a little bit of everything. Um, I mean, there's still people applying to law enforcement jobs, but then it's people that are 
uncertified or the quality is going down. Um, I mean, there's a stretch there where, you know, there's people that are in departments that are making, you know, college a requirement. They're making just general life experience a requirement. They're paying for years of service in the military. Um, but for us that are still in it, that want to be in it, um, you just got to be super careful and just cover your ass. Um, and I've always said that that begins with working for a good department. You know, having, you know, a chief, a sheriff, just your, or your general leadership that supports the guys on the street. There's nothing I hate more than somebody in admin not seeing the whole picture. Say they just read the report but don't watch the body cam or say they watch some of the body cam but not the whole thing. Um, You know, I mean, everything should be, everything should be in your report anyway. Um... But I've already seen, um, I mean, I've, I've seen it forever, but people will see just a part of a video. And this is people in law enforcement judging law enforcement within the same department that will watch a video and judge off of three minutes out of a 40-minute video. Just like an untrained person in our community. Okay, the standard's higher for you. Look at the whole fucking picture. Before you judge somebody. Um, back to guys on the road. Just be careful and take your time. We were balls to the wall wide open this weekend. Specifically Saturday. Um, I mean, call to call to call to call to call. You know, you're in the hole, you know, there's a, there's a dead body somewhere, uh, you know, a deceased person. So that ties up personnel. You gotta be there. You gotta get a supervisor up there to do that. You gotta all kind of stuff. But when you take these calls, be it in person, some stuff you can do over the phone. That's even more encouraged now, like during these COVID times to kind of reduce face-to-face interaction as important as that face-to-face interaction can be sometimes it's not always po- it's not always possible um and even some calls that are not uh sorry worthy of a face-to-face interaction i.e. some of the civil stuff I was talking about earlier um just be careful and take your time take care of yourself educate yourself use all your resources and you don't want to leave a call or a situation or be done with an incident. You know, say if you're, you know, you end up getting warrants off of it. You end up taking somebody to the jail. Or even if it ends up being something that ends up being civil, that you, you know, you left it all, you know, just like in sports, you left it all on the field. Well, you want to leave it all 
on that call. Um, because you want to give you want to give your citizens the best product, right? As hard as the times are now, you know, give them the right answer. Try to lead them into the right direction. I mean, there's some people we got to tell them the same thing all the time, all the time, or we get the call, we get calls for the same thing every single time, every single time. Give them the right answer. Conduct your business in the most professional way possible and move on to the next one. You can be... Uh, you, know, you can move quickly without being rude. Just know your shit, your resources, stay professional. On to the next one. Um, you got to kind of be a little bit detached from that. You can't get too involved in the moment or the stress or, uh, well, basically the stress that would be coming from, you know, a complainant or a victim. You got to stay, stay in the middle with like, like that fucking yin and yang or like some zen all right so sitting at 40 minutes this will probably be the shortest podcast yet um not a lot of material but i hope it was good material for y'all um if you have any recommendations if you want me to explain stuff a little deeper hey can you pull up some sources on this hey can you get another officer on that, whatever, I'm down. Just tell me. I'm literally on Instagram. I mean, if you send me something on Instagram or send us something on Instagram, all three of us are on there. So any of us will get back to you um, pretty, 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 pretty quickly. Um, I mean, me, me and Kyle are on opposite schedules. So sometimes you might hear from him before you hear from me, whoever's up, if you have messages day, night, whatever. I mean, hell, Bobby's on the East Coast, so I'm getting all kind of weird. Like, he's calling me at weird times and sending me stuff, like, in the middle of the night. I'm just like, what? What the hell are you doing? But I sleep with my phone on silent anyway. Yes, I'm one of those psychos where I turn the world off because I need my sleep, man. I need my sleep. Um, To wrap it up, as always, make sure to like, share, review, and subscribe to all of our material. If you listen to the podcast on Shopify, I don't I don't use Shopify. Uh, I don't know, that might be a surprise to some people, but however they review stuff on there, do it. If it's stars, thumbs up, do do the thing. I use Apple. Um, you can just do stars, five stars. If it's a one star, just let it be. You probably listened to like one episode and you got butt hurt about something. Uh, whatever. Um, give us a reviews on there. If you actually have something like literal to say, throw it on there too. Cool. Um, if there was a particular episode that really reached out to you and you think there's somebody in your life that needs to hear some of the messages we put out there, send it to them. Share it on your Facebook. Send them the link. Um, I even highly encourage to at least like like us and follow us on as many platforms as you use. I know some people are just Facebook people. Some are just Instagram people, whatever. But I mean, if you have said account or if you just consume our material on multiple accounts, just make sure to like us and have a little input on each one. 
and then you can go back and focus on whatever your main medium is that you like. All right. Um, this weekend I reshared some designs we had. Oh man. It might've been towards the very beginning. Those might be two years old. I didn't even check before I reshared it, but put up the, the deer logo we got, the mountain logo. Um, I mean, we have, I mean, we got a little, we got, we got ideas for, for everything with that logo. That was one of the reasons we picked it. Cause we can kind of, we can play with it a lot. We can make it, you know, deer season oriented. You can make it fishing oriented. You can make it archery. I can eat, we've got designs with axes. We got all kind of shit. So a little bit of a sneak peek for some designs that uh, I know those two I posted will be out in some capacity this fall. Um, just kind of think of it as the as the fourth quarter. Um, no set dates or anything, just fall. So fall for me, kind of, I think, like going back to school. So sometimes I think like September, but we'll... We'll see. As it gets closer, I'll let you know. Um, some of our products will be um, drop shipped. Some stuff we'll have on hand that we will have to mail to you personally. Um, those will more than likely be some of the nicer hats we get and stuff. And then with the shirts, it's easier. It's easier for us right now to do the drop ship stuff. Um, but then eventually we'll we'll reach out to some people local and, and and see who can handle some stuff for us within the state. As always, give us your feedback. That's what I need. That's what Bobby needs. That's what Kyle needs to you know for us to have fresh ideas on material, how to deliver it better to y'all. You know what you want to hear. Do you want to hear more advice for civilians? Do you want more of the experience? you know, kind of the war stories, whatever, because I mean, those are, it was a long weekend. I, I have plenty of stories just from this weekend that we could share with people and try to help, um, you know, be it you're in first response or you're just listen to this cause you enjoy it or whatever. Anyway, hope y'all enjoyed this short little episode. I'll try to get something, uh, I don't know, a little better for, for the next episode for y'all. And then I'm trying to plan nothing, nothing big, but I want to try to do something for our 25th episode. We get kind of made fun of for, uh, not made fun of, but just, we've had a lot of people point out, they're like, oh man, y'all are, y'all are just pumping out episodes all the time. And I was like, well, I mean, two a week, we have the ability to do two a week. Um, I, I'm not, we're not going to necessarily have, uh, two, three, four people, uh, you know, twice a week, but I mean, there's plenty of material, uh, you know, in the world of first response with current events and just, you know, just the war stories and the tips in general to where, I mean, we can do it. So it's always going to be as of right now, I'm, we are always going to drop, 8 a.m. Monday, 8 a.m. Thursday. We will do that every single time because the consistency is important. The material is 
always going to be there. It might not be as long every single time. Uh, I'm cause like I'm sitting at 47 minutes right here. Our sit down with John was three hours and 47 minutes. Um, but the, I mean, the viewership has still been outstanding on that. So I guess the next thing coming down the road will be, uh, episode 25. So still a couple weeks away from that. And I'll give everybody an update on where we're staying or, uh, and where we're at on social media, where we're at with the podcast numbers, um, and just keep everybody in the loop. Uh, you know, just keep it all, all intimate. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Till next time. See ya.